this episode, Ryan Wu and Austin Chang introduce themselves, talking about their childhood, basketball, and their favorite teams and players. We also go into in-depth analysis of the Eastern and Western Conferences with the first to the tenth seat, reasons why, explained as well. eventually have Danny Green on as a guest. I'm Ryan Hu, and along with my co-host, Austin Chang, discuss about the NBA. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing great, man. What's up, guys? Uh, hey, guys. So, um, about a, a little bit about us. Austin, you and I, we've known each other since kindergarten, actually, and we attended the same elementary school and high school. Right. Uh, we've known each other for about 14 years. Uh, yep. And I started watching basketball at the age of about thirteen, I'll say, when I was in grade eight, heading into grade, heading into high school. So, I've been watching for about five years. But of course, you know, I, I look into the past, so it's not like I'm like a, a new basketball guy. But I've been watching for about five years. Yep, I I say the same for me. Like I've been, I've been watching the NBA since grade seven, grade eight, and uh, it just felt like. I've been with it, like, my entire life, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for our viewers and our listeners, uh, if you're wondering, we are from Toronto. So, <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to, naturally, our, our favorite team, our hometown team is the Toronto Raptors. Right. Well, you know, we have a little bit of bias, you know, just, just, you know, just ignore us. You know, put us on yeah. mute for a bit when we start talking about the Raptors. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just don't worry about us if we uh, talk about the Raptors too much. At the end of the day, we are both still fans, not not reporters or analysts, and we just we just want to view the league. We, we we try our best to view the league as a whole without any other biases, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right, I just want to ask before we get started, just some some information about ourselves. If two more, uh, favorite team and player, Austin. Uh, my favorite team, aside from the Raptors. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, when I first started watching basketball, uh, it was 2016. So the 15-16 season, the Philadelphia 76ers went 10-72 and with the backcourt. You know, they had Tony Rowan, Isaiah Cannon. They had Nerls Noel. Julie Oglefor was just drafted. So, yeah, it was a pretty bad team. And uh, through that, my favorite player is Ben Simmons. So, you know, this whole Philly connection, you know, they might just be – my favorite team, even more favorite than the Raptors, to be honest. But eh. <laughs> all right, all right, that's respect. Uh, for me, I obviously the Raptors as well. But I have been a long time Spurs fan, especially because I watched them with my parents, and that's their favorite team. But uh, I really like the Indiana Pacers, dating all the way to uh, the Paul George and Jeff Teague days. So yeah. Uh, regarding favorite players, uh, past ex-Toronto Raptor DeMar DeRozan, he's a he's a real one in my heart, and uh, but Derrick Rose is always someone I'm going to root for as well. So yeah, that's that. All right. So with that done, let's move on to our topic of today, which is going to be our Eastern and Western Conference predictions from seed one to seed ten. And for the yep. listeners wondering, like, why why one to ten? You know, the playoffs are one to eight. 
Uh, Ryan, would you like to explain to the viewers why we're doing 1 to 10? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, because of this year's unique season, uh, the playoff standings will be from 1 to 10 because of the play-in tournament. So, uh, I'm just explaining the real rules real quick. So, after the regular season, before the first round, you got four teams competing for the 7th and 8th seed in both conferences. The winner of the 7th seed and 8th seed game will become the 7th seed, whereas the winner of the 9th and 10th seed game will face the loser of the 7-8 game to get the 8th spot. I, I hope that makes sense. I think that made sense. So, with that done, let's move on to the Easter Conference, you know, the better conference. I know a lot of people are like, whoa, that's a, that's a hot take now, nah, man. The East is definitely better this year. So let's start with them. Ryan, who is your number one seed? All right, my number one seed, I'm a you – know, you already know, man. Um, we're going to stick with your favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Let them know why, Ryan. They're your favorite team. I know that. But in my mind, they are the best regular season team as well in the league right now. And why is that? Well – you got first of all, you got Joel Embiid playing at an MVP level. There's no denying the skill. He's like the amount of confidence and uh, talent that he's displaying on the court, right? Then you have your supporting cast of Simmons, Harris, Green, Curry. Like that's a deadly lineup, man. You got guys who can space the floor right there in your starting lineup compared to last year's Philly team. And uh, Ben Simmons, he's just great passer and i, I want to see him take some take some more shots right yeah but, and uh coming back to that don't, don't call simmons a role player you know Ryan. he's he's a oh, bona fide star in this league <laughs> so let's put the respect on simmons's name but yeah the field of the field of the 76ers i mean yeah and beat is playing like like an mvp caliber player in the last game against the heat he, he had a dud but he's gonna be a high performer for sure this season and uh and feel, let's not let's not forget their uh, their bench yeah, they, the rotation, they, you have Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe, two rookies playing phenomenally. Um, Dwight Howard, championship veteran, and Matisse Thybulle, uh, he's he's consistently improving, so I don't see uh, why he wouldn't be a good part of the rotation, right? Yeah, and uh, we've seen... Jake Milton. <laughs> yeah, bringing Daryl Morey, it really... I feel like he knew what he wanted to do. He watched the 2019 playoffs where they faced the Raptors, and they've seen... Oh, Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick were just dominating the Raptors. It didn't even look like Simmons was on the court for that series. So what he did was, hey, let, let's try to replicate that, you know? So he brought in some shooters. He tried to, you know, get Embiid in the post, get all the shooters around him so he's able to make the pass out to them. And I feel like their, their game plan is set this season. You know, they have a goal. Uh, it, I feel like it's, way, it's better than last season where they just kind of went to the playoffs just hobbling like, oh, okay, let's just go into this, this lineup and let's see what happens. I feel like they have a, yeah. a, much more of a plan this season. The, the, uh, the process uh, might be close to complete in my mind. Oh. Yeah, in my, in my mind, that's what I think. But let's let's hear your first seed. If yeah. You my, my first seed uh, has been the first seed for, for quite a long time in the East. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, Giannis and the Bucks, you know, no one cares about them in the regular season. We see them just, just drop off teams, you know, 30-point lead by the end of the third. Giannis is playing 29 minutes. He's already have, He already has, like, a 40-point triple-double. And it's probably just going to happen this year, even though they're only second, 9-4. and four. They still have a, uh, an average margin of victory of 10 points. So, 
you know, they're probably just going to be the best regular season team, but we really need to see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, I get where you're coming from, because the last few playoff seasons have been ended in disappointment for Milwaukee, right? Yeah, I mean, getting beat by a... You had some struggles with the bench. But this season, they got Drew Holiday, and I think that's really paid off. Yeah, and it has been a, a, a tough, tough season. You know, getting beat by the DeRozan and, and Lowry Raptors in the playoffs, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a bad thing to happen. You know, you don't want to lose to the DeRozan and Lowry Raptors, but maybe they will improve this season. Yep. Um, their, their, their rotation's been solid, too. Like, you have Bobby Portis producing, DiVincenzo stepping up, um, DJ Augustine playing well, Brent Forbes. I don't know. It's it's a good team. It's a solid team. It is a solid team, but once the playoff comes, they're not playing those guys. They're not playing Bobby Portis. It's probably going to be a six-man lineup, maybe seven if they want to have DJ Augustine come in, but we really have to see how the starters play together. You know, If Drew has an off game, it's probably going to be pretty tough for them to win. So, but I mean, in the regular season, they're able to play these guys, you know, Bobby Porras plays over 20 minutes. He's, he's having a great season because he's playing in garbage time. It all, all all that matters is what happens in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. And speaking of the Bucks, they are actually my second seed because of the same reasons listed just now. The Bucks are a great for regular season team, but I think that Philly has a stronger lineup in terms of uh, the bench and starting lineup so that's why I do have the Sixers ranked a little higher at the first seed but I could be wrong because Milwaukee can easily take that spot as well yeah so our first two seeds are the Milwaukee Bucks and Philadelphia 76ers each switched around so his is the 76ers at number one so how about how about number three Ryan who you got on number three okay all right all right this I don't think is it would be a surprise but I have the Boston Celtics at number three. And that is not a surprise. They're also my number three. Okay, all right. You want to you do this together, man? All right, so I'll start off. Uh, Jason Tatum. That's it, Ryan. That, that's it. Jason Tatum. <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting for you. I know you're expecting for something, but it's just Jason Tatum, Ryan. How about you just say Jalen Brown's name, and then we can yeah, start talking about it. Jalen Brown, man. Jalen Brown's been phenomenal this season. Um Went from 20 points a game last season to, what is it, 26? Something crazy like that. I mean, like, even with your established star, superstar in Tatum, Jalen Brown can very much be the best player on certain nights for the Celtics as well. Yeah, and we've seen Jalen Brown, even last season, with, with Hayward in there and Kemba in there, he's still averaging around 20 points per game. So I feel like th this bump in scoring was expected, but not to the degree where he's drilling almost over 50% of his mid-range jump shots. He's looking like an absolute star. Bro, that, to me, he's, he's a solidified all-star. For sure. He has to be an all-star in the East, even though it's the toughest conference. You know, he's still probably going to make it. It's a tougher conference, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Laker fans, but, I mean, just, it is what it is. About, yeah, let's not forget about um, other pieces like Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, uh, the Williams, uh, Daniel Tice, uh, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague. Like, and Kemba's... Kemba hasn't even played yet, so... Yeah, Kemba hasn't played, and that gave the uh, Payne Pritchard the opportunity to come in and play these minutes, and it's looking like he's probably going to be in the rotation for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, this team looks scary on paper, and the, by the way they're playing right now, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see them reach the finals, actually. Yeah, for sure. All right, Austin, let's hear your number four seed now. My number four seed is the most boring team. No, let me not say that. But they are a boring team. It's the Indiana Pacers. Sorry whoa, to knock whoa, on your. Sorry to knock on your team, Ryan. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They are not a boring. Ryan, I mean, the last few years, I mean, would you really consider the Pacers a team that you would watch on a nightly basis? I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, your starting point guard is is Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, he's probably the most the, boring person the in the NBA. Rookie of the year. And he was the 36th pick. I mean, no one cared about that year, Ryan. I mean, I'm I'm I sound like an asshole right now, but they are a boring team. Let's just like, let's just get this out of the way. All right, I'll acknowledge they're not. The most flashiest team in the league. I guess yeah. But I guess it, I can say it like that. They're not flashy. They're not a flashy team. They're like the Spurs of the East in a way. Right. They do got fire jerseys though. I'll give them that. They make the pinch stripes look <laughs> good. But you ranking them at the fourth seed? I want to hear why. I don't have them as my fourth. Yeah, I have them at the fourth seed because they have one of the best lineups in the league. You know, I mentioned Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, now they have Karis Levert, but it was Victor Oladipo who was looking like he was on track to be close to that. All NBA kind of player. They have TJ Warren who's sitting out, but they you know they have some they have some bench pieces. Edmund Summers coming in and stuff. Then you have Demontis Sabonis at the four and Miles Turner at the five, which is probably the most scary front court. Uh, you have two big guys and then one of them's averaging four blocks a game. It's it's a very dangerous lineup, especially for the regular season where it seems like they're playing their guys a lot. Malcolm Brogdon, I think he might be leading the league in minutes. I'm not sure, but he's playing over thirty six minutes a game. And I feel like all that accumulates into a top five seed. All right, all right. I mean, like, Brogdon has been really good this season. He's been, he's been really good this season. Yeah. And Sabonis has, to me, he's taken the next jump as an all-star, you know? Yeah, he's taken the leap. He, uh, last season, we've seen a bit of it. You know, we were looking like, okay, Sabonis... He's getting more touches in the post. He's, he's able to be this facilitate facilitator kind of guy, you know, doing DHOs with guys, uh, coming off the pick and pop even. He's able to shoot the ball a bit. So it's impressive to see Sabonis' jump for sure. Okay, and uh, not to mention, you also have your shooters off the bench as well. McDermott, uh, Justin Holiday. Yeah, I, I, I can see. And they, they don't even have Jeremy Lamb back yet. Exactly. Yeah, That's also another work. piece. Yeah. So... Yeah, I can see why you have them at 0-4 seed. But, Austin, at the end of the day, the NBA is a superstar league. And there's no other team with the most superstar power than the Brooklyn Nets. They also have the most egos. Let's just, I mean, let's just say that. Let's okay, not forget. Okay, okay, okay. But, 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 if everyone's healthy, oh, excluding Dinwiddie, which, uh, prayers up, man. Like, I hope you recover soon. But, the Nets have the have a scary starting five. They do. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I would. Kevin I would. James Harden, Terry Irving, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, and I would even say John Andrew Jordan. You could have stopped that at Kyrie Irving, right? You just have to mention three guys on that lineup to be real. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I, I am scared for the Nets as well. Like, I'm scared of the Nets, but I'm scared for them. You know? I see. Because I you they lack depth. And they lack a center. DeAndre Jordan can play 48 minutes. No, he can't. 
If if you're playing DeAndre Jordan forty eight minutes, you're you're getting absolutely bombarded in the pain. DeAndre Jordan, he he's 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 washed. I mean, I'm, I you know listen, it's, this is a small podcast, so I can kind of go out go out of my way and talk a bit of trash. But he he's not a starting caliber center anymore. I just I just don't think he he's not able to defend the perimeter. He gets he just he jumps way too often as well. He's trying to chase those blocks, but other than being a good rebounder and a lob man, he's kind of just a backup center, to be honest. I feel like they might pick up a center at the trade deadline, which might make them very, very scary. All right, all right. But, like I said, superstars win this league, and it, there's no there's no real other superstar lineup in the East. So, for me, the Nets take number four. All right, that, 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 I, I, I could see for sure. You know, It is a superstar league, so I'll give you that. So, how about number five, Ryan? Who do you have at number five? Number five, I think, based off of your analysis of the Pacers, I have the Pacers at number five as well. They're just, they're just a consistently good regular season team. There, there's no other way to put it. They, they can score. They can, they can defend. They have, they have some of the best players right now in uh, Sabonis and Brogdon. But I can't say much. It, it's, a, it's a very good regular season team. So I have them taking five. All right. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I, I kind of already laid out the Indiana Pacers. And, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like they, they're kind of uncapped still in, in the in the regular season. They could end up being number two or number three. But for now, yeah, number four, number five definitely makes sense. And for number it's six. A safe, it's a safe choice, right? It is a safe choice. You know, they're consistent. So let me just get my number six out the way because we just talked about them. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, yeah, superstars do win championships. But at the same time, you need to have something around the superstars to, to complement their game, you know? So I'm not sure if DeAndre Jordan is able to kind of be that five that just defends and he's able to do the plays that the superstars wouldn't, you know? I feel like DeAndre Jordan, he, he won't be that guy, you know? Unless they pick up a center, which I hope they do. They're, they're just relying on their superstars who might as well just sit back-to-backs and that loses games. So I don't have them high in the regular season, but in the playoffs... Yeah, they might be. A, they might. Be, they're probably going to be better. But for now, I have them they're at number a six. They're a threat in the playoffs, and you know that. I do know that. I do. <laughs> they're also a threat to themselves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got next? Uh, number seven. Uh, you know a lot of people aren't going to like this. Did you skip your fifth seed? No. I, oh, did I skip my fifth seed? I think I did skip I've... my fifth seed. Yeah, my fifth seed, you know, I forgot to talk about them. This is kind of disrespectful. It's the Miami Heat. How, how can I skip them? They were they made the finals last year. They still have the exact same lineup brought back, except for Jay Crowder, who I think is probably going to make a big difference. But they, they're still a very dangerous lineup. You know, same lineup. Kelly Olenek is playing much better minutes. Up, right? He's been stepping up with the absence of, uh, well, Bam has been out because of the COVID protocols, but he has been playing well. Pretty much the whole lineup is out. You know, they have they have Butler, Bam, Dragic, Mars Leonard, even Mo Harkless. They have pretty much the whole lineup's out. They played Gabe Vincent like forty minutes last game, so and they're still playing well. You know, they they took the the game to the Sixers last time they played them, so it's it's actually a very deep team. Uh, but in the playoffs, it's probably going to be you know an eight nine man lineup. But for now. I still have them being the fifth seed over the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, yeah, just Miami's still a great team. Okay, all right. It's just for me, they did start the season rough, you know. And 
I had them as my six seed, right up, right under the Pacers. They started the season, you know, Kendrick Nunn not playing well. Still, is really is it. I hope he gets back. And then, uh, you have um, you, ha- you you throw Precious Achua into the rotation because of Jay Crowder's departure. Like, they're not missing too many pieces, and it's pretty much the same team from last year. But they, to me, they cannot compete with teams like the Pacers, who have established stars, uh, Nets, Celtics, Bucks, 76ers. It's, it's difficult for the Heat. Wow, no faith in the NBA finalist Miami Heat. No, no, no. I don't have faith in them in the regular season. But oh, okay, they're, okay. They're going to pull through in the playoffs. All right, all right. I hope they do. I hope they do. I like the Heat, especially the blue and white jerseys. Those are those are nice. Hold on. Have you seen no. their, like, their new vice jerseys? Oh, the blue and pink, I like. Like, the Grady, you like that? Oh, hell yeah. You like oh, that one? Yeah, I like that one. Dude, like those hurt my eyes, man. I cannot watch the Heat games when they wear those. What? Dude, they're, the core, it legit looks like it's trying to, like, hypnotize you. I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Dude, your TV must be hella dark or something, because it, it hurts, it hurts. Nah, okay, whatever, dude. Let's go on to your... Was it your sixth seed now, I think? I just did my, my fifth? That was... Uh, the Heat were my sixth seed. Oh, so... Oh, yeah, I my forgot. My seventh seed is a very controversial one. All right, so for a recap, we pretty much just going back and forth with with our seeds. Our, our, my one's his, his two. My three's his four. So it's been Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Miami, and Brooklyn at one to six. And whatever order that we both have it. So let's go on to your number seven. Number seven, I have the Orlando Magic. God damn! What was that? What was that? That that was a sigh of of huh? No, no, no. The Orlando Magic will make the seventh seed. Let, let me know. Let me know how, Ryan. Listen, just tell me. Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross, Kem Birch, Cole Anthony, Dwayne Bacon, Evan Fournier. That is right now their. Their rotation. That is Got a it. sorry ass rotation, Ryan. Shut up. <laughs> but you have Vucevic playing like his All Star days. Well, like that was literally a season removed last from last year. You have Aaron Gordon who's trying to prove he's worth that contract. Terrence Ross is having a career year. Cam Birch is stepping up as the backup center for Vucevic. Cole Anthony with the with the injury ACL injury to Markel Fultz which I hope he recovers from soon. Cole Anthony has... I'm sure he's going to step up just to fill that gap he left behind. And Evan Fournier is in the last year of his contract, right? So he needs to prove something in order to get paid. Like, I... And without Jonathan Isaac, that's... That's a good team. You know, going through the season, if Jonathan Isaac was there, I could see... Yeah, maybe maybe the playoffs, but in in this new East, this new tough East, it's it's kind of tough to see them with with Vucevic and and a bunch of role players to make the playoffs. I I feel like you need to have about two good players to make the playoffs, and I just don't think one could cut it, in my eyes. Okay, all right. I, I guess I can. What if Markel was still here? Still no, Ryan. You know it's it's a star driven league, Ryan. That's what you said. It's a star driven league. Yes, but I think Vucevic, along with all these guys. 
guys and their motivation, they can reach the seventh seed. Maybe they could, Ryan, but let's let's go on to my seventh seed because you know maybe yours was controversial. I think mine might be a bit more controversial, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Ryan, it's a star-driven league, Ryan, and that's why LaMelo Ball is <laughs> Star-driven league. You got LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward. LaMelo Ball is still a rookie, bro. Okay, Ryan. Okay, Ryan. What, what has Vucevic done in the playoffs? Get slapped around by the first seed? Oh, my God. What has Gordon Hayward done? He has... He has... He has been the best player on a playoff team and has won a series in the West with the Utah Jazz. And with a lineup that has LaMelo Ball, who's playing really good for, for, for a rookie, you know, he has star potential. And alongside Devontae Graham, a great shooter, Terry Rozier, averaging 20 points a game, P.J. Washington, a high-energy center, they have a good enough lineup to make the playoffs in the East. And if they all put it together, they're all playing together. They're all playing like a team should be. They they could be the seventh seed. I don't know why this is such a crazy, controversial opinion. I mean, they're they're the eighth seed right now. They're pretty much losing games by a point three point margin. They're a good team. So I I don't see where this. Oh my God, Austin! What is this trash take coming from, Ryan? Hey, you hey, hey. see, so, but you're gonna dismiss the fact that the Magic have had. A great start to the season. Yes, Ryan. They've started very good. But in that time, they've gone 4-6 and six for their last 10 games. They're on a four-game losing streak. All right. They're coming down I, to earth, Ryan. While the Charlotte Hornets I, are going up have, and up. I don't have the Hornets making the 1-10, to 10, man. They could be an 11 seed. But, nah, to me, there's no chance for Charlotte to make it to the playoffs. Sorry, hold Charlotte. Hold on, Ryan. Hold on. So here, here's what I think. You know, probably gonna be the bottom five. I have Detroit, mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, mm-hmm. Cleveland, mm-hmm. and Washington. Uh, now, okay, well, Ryan, we don't have to, we'll, we'll do this later. But that that's a pretty bad five teams, and I think the Charlotte Hornets are better than at least four of the five teams, and definitely better than the the other four. So. In this little group area from from seven to ten ish, there are good teams, right? But I think Charlotte has the star power of, of Gordon Hayward to, to pull it out for them. All right. Well, it's early in the season. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens then. Of course. So, all right. Uh, that was your seventh seed, right? Yes. Let's move on to your eighth, man. My eighth seed is the hometown Toronto Raptors. Now, I'm not saying the Raptors are going to be the eighth seed. It's a lock. I'm not saying that. You know, they, they could easily fall out of the playoffs, you know, or they could rise up in the playoffs over the Charlotte Hornets, you know. But Toronto right now, they, they, it's tough for them. It, it is very tough for them. Now, they're not losing games by a lot. You know, they still have kind of the same lineup, just losing two of their centers, which really hurts them. That's what really brings them down here. But I could see them just, they, they could definitely bring it back. I mean, they're, they're only, they're losing to Chicago, New York. I mean, these are bad teams that they should not be losing to. And I think by the end of the season, they're going to be the, the girl Raptors, coached by Nick Nurse, going to make the playoffs. All right, okay, that's that's respectable. As a Raptors fan, I have hope for the Raptors. But as of right now, I do see one team being better than Toronto. And what is that team, Ryan? The Orlando Magic? No, no. <laughs> see the Atlanta Hawks making the eighth seed. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're fine with that? 
I'm fine with that, Ryan. I'm fine with that. All right, all right. You got Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Porter, Clint Capella, Cam Reddish. Like, these are these are solid guys to me. You know, and then you have Solomon Hill playing decent. Rondo just came back, and not to mention you have you still have injuries to Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and Dunn, which by the time they return, this team could be even better than what I predict. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. They have they have a, a very good lineup on paper, but what really does it for them, it, it really kind of brings them down, is their team play. And uh, there's been a lot of controversy going on. John Collins calling out Trey Young, hey, he's saying, here, you're, yo, you're a ball hog, man. Trey Young passed the ball. Trey Young going back, hey, you're being selfish. Trey Young is having one of the worst stretches to his career uh, since his rookie season. John Collins is only taking about 10 shots a game. Everyone's looking all mumbo-jumbo, except for DeAndre Hunter, who's playing really well. So, yes, they could be the 7th seed. I could see him being the 7th seed, 8th seed. But I have them at a nine seed just because of their their chemistry right now. They're, they're an all-time low for chemistry, and hopefully they can't fix it. But from what it looks like, it's, it's, it's looking rough. It's definitely looking rough. Yeah, so that's why I don't have them as high. But I think on paper, this team... Maybe even in the future, next season, even they could be a top six team. Yeah, it's very very talented lineup. But as of right now, they make more towards the bottom of our standings. Of course. And with that, your your Raptors, our Raptors came ninth, are eighth for you, so they're ne- they're coming in ninth for me. Right. Because I have a few reasons. Fred VanVleet. Chris Boucher, Siakam, Lowry, and OG. That's those are their best five players right now. And frankly, if Norman pa- Norman Powell has to step up, man, we've seen Storm and Norman before. But Stanley Johnson, Terrence Davis, those are your next two best players. You don't see any more big men, any more centers there. Like the the addition of Aaron Baines, I thought would help out a lot, but frankly, it it hasn't. So. I don't know. The Raptors have a lot of trouble with rebounding, so that's going to hurt them. Right, and there is some hope for the Raptors. I mean, they're they're still working up their guard rotation. You know, they have some talented guys at the at the bottom. You know, Paul Watson's talented. Matt Thomas isn't getting minutes either. Malcolm Flynn is just getting integrated to the offense. I mean, I still have a lot of hope for them. But, yeah, you're right. The center rotation, it's bad. You know, Aaron Baines is basically trash. Uh, Aaron Baines is also basically trash. Uh, Boucher is our only center. It it's tough. It is it's tough to win games. Yeah, Boucher has been our only consistent guy at the five. And if if like no hate to Boucher because this guy's been playing great after that signing. But if your if your starting center is going to be that skinny, I don't think you have a chance at making the playoffs or even or even like winning a series, right? Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. So, to me, the Raptors got to make a move at the deadline to acquire big men. Okay, and uh, before getting to... Actually, let me just say my 10th seed first, because I feel like yeah. you don't have... You got, a, you got your 9th seed already? Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks were my 9th seed. Oh, okay, alright, alright. And my 10th seed was your 7th seed, and that is the Orlando Magic. And uh, I don't want to put them on blast or, or nothing, but Vucevic being the only kind of offensive guy you know the only really good offensive guy on your team it's not enough it's not enough because if you're trying to go offense you know offense over everything you need to have a lot of offensive players yeah Aaron Fournier is cool yeah Aaron Gordon can dunk but 
they're not good at offense. And if you want to go all defense, you don't play a lot of defense, you need to have guys that can play defense. And they have pretty much zero defensive guys. So they kind of have no kind of game plan. It's just throw the ball to Vucevic, pick and pop Vucevic, low post Vucevic, you know, something, something Vucevic with them. It's, it's, there's really nothing other than Nikola Vucevic on that team. So that's why I have them in the 10th seed. And I really don't see them making the playoffs. I guess I can see that, but I do, because of their great start and their established star in Vucevic being able to do everything on both ends of the floor, both ends of the floor, I generally think they will make the seventh seed. Hold your horses, my tenth seed, Ryan. Your... My 10th seed is, is not what you want. What is it, Ryan? I don't, it's the Washington Alright, thanks guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Oh my god. Ryan, why are the Wizards, the 3 and 8 Washington Wizards, your 10th seed? Three seasons, four seasons ago, Russell Westbrook in his 2017 MVP campaign led a Thunder team to the 7th seed with no other real offensive threat. This guy put up triple doubles everywhere, winning winning with a game-winner shot at the end of the quarter. Like, I don't see why Russell Westbrook can't do that anymore in the East. And especially now with an established star in Bradley Beal and a supporting cast of Bertans, uh, Danny Avija, uh, Ish Smith. Like, yeah, the Thomas Bryant ACL tear hurts them a lot, right? But yeah, it did. I, I think if they can get, like, cheap center who is established in getting boards and blocks at the deadline or even before that they have a real shot at being able to compete in the, the playing tournament yeah and to your credit they do have two bonafide superstars on the team in Westbrook and Bradley Beal and yes Denny Avdia is giving them good minutes he's, he's showing the ability to shoot the ball a bit you know be that kind of rookie that puts him over the top and yeah they are a center away. Now, losing Thomas Bryant did really hurt, and I feel like they, they probably could have made a top, a top 10 push if they had Thomas Bryant. But with the, with such a loss at center, having to play Mo, Mo Wagner at center, it's it's not good. It's not good. But if they do grab someone like Dwayne Dedman at the deadline, yeah, I could definitely see them being a top 10 seed. All right, all right. I, I, so that's why I have the Wizards there. They... They have the potential with their two uh, superstar guards. Like, they can they can pretty much do attempt what the Trailblazers tried to do last season, just outscore everyone. You know. Yeah. And that's that's why I have faith in uh, Russell East Westbrook <laughs> and Bradley Beal to making the tenth seed. Alright, that's that sounds good. So that wraps up our Eastern Conference predictions. How about we move on to the Western Conference? The so-called Western Conference, which you know, I I don't see it. It's really, but let let's just let's just go off, Ryan. How, how about your one seed? Who's your one seed in the Western Conference? Austin, you, I th- I think we both know who the one seed is. So let's just say it together: one, two, three. Los Lakers. Angeles the Lakers. Lakers yeah. I mean, the yeah, do we really have to build that up? It's it's the Lakers, and yeah, the reason it's the Lakers is because they're eleven and three beating teams on an average of 11 points. They're on a five-game win streak. They're looking unstoppable. And did I mention that they upgraded their roster? So, yes, they, they went from a title team last year to upgrading their roster, bringing Marc Gasol, bringing in 
Montrez Harrell, who's showing the ability to shoot, bringing in Wesley Matthews. It's it's pretty scary, and they have a very high chance to make the finals. And let's not dismiss the fact that a lot of guys on their team are playing better than last season as well, like Kyle Kuzma, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, KCP, Marquise Morris, Alex Caruso. These guys are actually playing well, being a good scoring cast for LeBron and AD. Yeah, and, yeah, and it looks like AD and LeBron are, are ju- they're just coasting. I mean, they're they're just coasting. They're having fun out there. LeBron is shooting a three, turning around, staring at his yeah. bench. And by the time the ball went in, he's 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 probably like eighty years old. I mean, it's, he's just <laughs> looking unstoppable out there, and he is coasting. So yeah, the Lakers probably a lock at the number one seed. We know we know LeBron's still going to be the best player in the league at eighty. So <laughs> true, <move>. true. <laughs> Let's move on. Number two seed. I think this would be the same for us. You want to say it together, Ryan? Are, you, yeah, are we yeah, that yeah. bold? One, two, three. The LA Clippers. Okay. I said it way earlier, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay, Ryan. So since you said it way earlier, how about you talk about them first? PG-13, we have, after his dreadful uh, bubble experience, we'll say, we'll put in that. PG-13 has been playing at an MVP level. Wouldn't you say? I would definitely say so. And then you got, of course, Kawhi Leonard, the claw. Uh, but they added Serge Ibaka to replace Montrezl Harrell, which is a phenomenal pickup by them. He's been much better being able to stretch the floor, grab boards, and he's starting for them too, which was something Montrez never did. Uh, great pickup in Nicholas Batum, who's reformed himself after his Charlotte days. Patrick Beverly, Zubac, Lou Will, Lou Kennard, Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Smart. Like, I don't know what to say. These guys are the, they are the second best team in L.A., yes, but they are the second best team in the West. Ryan, which, are, are you hyping up PG-13 because he's on your fantasy team? No, 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 but let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Paul George has been great this season. Definitely, I, w- I would agree with that. He's been looking like PG thirteen. He's not looking like PG thirteen percent like he used to be in the playoffs. And this this Paul George hate it has gone too far. This has need to stop. Maybe a few months of it, it was cool. Yeah, haha. Look at PG thirteen hit this out of the backboard. It has gone too far. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's like people putting disrespect on the the Pacers star, the past three Pacers star. Like people forget that he took. It took, uh, it took, uh, he, my bad, he faced LeBron in the conference finals in the East to seven games, six games, right? Uh, I think it was six, maybe? Yeah, around that, and that was a valiant effort for him, and he's been a solid defender throughout his entire career, and worked up his offensive game with that most improved award after his injury, so I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say right now, PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard will bring the Clippers to the second seed. All right, and it sounds good. So L.A. is our one and two seed. Now let me talk about my third seed, which is the Utah Jazz, who was before four and four, now on a four-game win streak to be eight and four. They're looking pretty, pretty good. Mr. 200 million is is looking like Mr. 200 million. Uh, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell's hitting the shots. Mike Conley, I think he's probably the, the biggest reason they're winning a lot of these games. I mean, he the went third. from, yeah, but he went from 
missing floaters, just airballing threes, looking trash out there to to looking like a, a all star type of a point guard, you know. And I'm not saying that because he's on my fantasy team. I'm saying that because he actually looks good out there. He's looking dangerous on the pick and roll with Gobert. And if that continues, I mean, what stops them from being my third seed? Yes, sir. Um, man, they're my third seed, too. They've been playing great at the, from the start of the season until now. Uh, the extension seems to be paying off. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's going further, uh, playing better. Uh, Conley's, Conley's trying to make it up for last year. Jordan Clarkson, reigning sixth man of the year. Mm. Well, Okay, let's be honest. No other real six-man. Yeah, there's no, there's no, other than the rookies. I mean, there's no one else. And then you have your 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 veterans in Favors, Bogdanovich, and Ingles. Like, yeah, some of them haven't been playing too well, but playoff time comes around. They're gonna be. They're gonna have to step up, be able to tell the young guys what to do. It's, you know, I, I I have faith in the Jazz. Third seed. Yeah. So I said my thirteen. How about your fourth seed? My fourth seed, I got our favorite Denver Nuggets coming in. Ah, me too. Oh, so so you and I, we have like similar seedings for the West. Yeah, seems like it. All right, uh, you wanna you wanna take this off? All right, so let me talk about the Denver Nuggets. Now they are one of the most dangerous offenses in, in the league. Uh, Nikola Jokic manning the offense, it is gonna be dangerous. And with Jamal Murray coming off and hitting moving threes, you know, step back Jays. Yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous team to play against, especially trying to defend them. You know, not only do you have the guard that's able to hit the shots, you have the center that's able to bully and get points. And that's, and that's kind of the, the kind of prototypical team you would want. And with them playing a lot of minutes and playing pretty much every game, not sending back-to-backs, yeah, I see them being the fourth seed. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm going to say this right now. In the near future, next season or two, the Nuggets will be even better than a fourth seed team. Wow, you have a lot of faith in them, don't you? Uh, they're a young and upright, uh, upcoming team. Uh, Murray hasn't even made an all-star team yet, which I think so he will in the near future. Uh, Monte Morris has been playing great. They have uh, Michael Porter Jr., who will be a star for them. Uh, uh, Millsap's providing that veteran presence. Uh, Will Barton's playing solid. Jamichael Green's been that's a good team. It's a good team. Solid solid team locked in at four for me. Yeah, and, and I'll say before we move on, the loss of Jamie Grant, it's really going to hurt them. You know, he he was yeah. one of their better guys in the playoffs. A 3 and D guy who was elite at both ends, it seemed like. He was hitting almost every three-point shot he, he took. And losing that him will be tough. But once they get MPG, MPG, man, MPJ back, Michael Porter Jr., they could be really dangerous. It all depends on him, to be honest. You know, their future really does depend on him. If he develops into a superstar-esque player, able to defend, then it they're going to look really good for the future. It really all does depend on MPJ. Hey, man, let's be happy for uh, Grant, though. Man's been balling out in Detroit. Man let's is balling out. He's balling out in a dead city, but he's still balling out. <laughs> all right, number five coming in. Uh, who you got? I got the Dallas Mavericks. Last season, they were the highest-rated offense in NBA history, which, of course, it's probably not true, but that's what the number said. And you can see why. They have Luka Doncic manning the offense, and then you have this seven foot three demigod who can pull from half in Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, that, that, 
supporting cast behind those two, right? Yeah, you do. You have guys like Josh Richardson, who they traded Seth Curry for, uh, three and D guy, able to kind of be that secondary guy that Luca. You know, Luca can't be defending Steph Curry. He can't be defending the on ball guard. While Josh Richardson, he can do that, and that's something that Seth Curry could not do, which helps them. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. to provide that scoring touch. They have Dorian Finney-Smith, who's the three and D guy, which I always praise. You know, you need one of those on on a winning team. But the only thing, yeah, and the and the only thing that they they don't have is a center. But you know, Porzingis can he could hopefully be that guy. Yeah, and let's not forget that they added a dog this year, James Johnson, who can who can be their 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 muscle. You know, their enforcer. Yeah, their tough situation, their bodyguard. (laughs) Yeah, the the MMA lord, James Johnson. (laughs) Austin, when do you think our streak is going to end? Because I have the exact same line, same standing predictions as you so far. Uh, I think it's ending right after your fifth seed. So how about you say your fifth seed? My my sixth seed goes to the Phoenix Suns. Oh man, hmm? it's over. It's over. Oh, it's over. Let me explain. CP three, D book, these two are a power. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> right? Whoa, dude. Chris Paul is the point guard that Devin Booker always needed. Can we agree on that? I can agree on that, but just don't ever call them a power couple. Uh-uh. Fine. <laughs> able to facilitate the offense. He's been able to direct traffic for them. He is the floor general. Ooh. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> well, credit to Chris Paul has been their guy that they needed to to give that boost, you know? Yeah. To boost them into the playoff picture. And from the last few seasons where they've been disappointed in missing the playoffs, last season after the bubble, oof, like just barely missing two. They went undefeated the, and still the lost. The Suns have the Suns have cemented themselves in the playoff picture this season. For sure, and. We've seen Chris Paul do it with Shea Gillis Alexander, where he he improves their game with another guard. He's doing it with Devin Booker now. Devin Booker he's taken a bit off of the scoring, but he's been he's been more of their off a ball guard, where Chris Paul mans yeah. the offense, and they've actually not and been. That's what Devin Booker does best, right? Yeah, he he came out of college to be that off ball guard, you know, to be someone that comes off screens and is able to attack and maybe shoot the ball. And he was supposed he then he was forced to be this on ball guard because that's the only player they had. But now with Chris Paul coming in, he's able to be the off ball guard, and it looks very dangerous. You know, they started the season at number one. Of course, they they've kind of fallen off from there. They're only number four, you know, only number four. But only yeah, number. they're looking really good. Mikael Bridges taking the step up. Cam Johnson being that scorer off the bench. Even someone like Javon Carter coming off the bench, being that gritty guard that they need. It's looking like a very good lineup for the playoffs too. Uh, the yeah. Uh, yeah. But you said the streak ended uh, six for you. Yeah, I have the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. Yeah, you. Okay. you it seems like you don't like this one. I'm, it's not that I don't like it. I like the Spurs, but I just don't see them beating out the Suns. I want to hear why. I hear me out. So they have Demar Derozan, which I'll say is their best player. He's been performing really good. He's kind of taken this new role, and people think of him as. 
oh, just chuck mid-range shots, you know, be trash on defense. No. He, he's actually looking pretty good out there, you know. DeRozan able to facilitate the offense. You know, he's averaging a lot more assists. He's average, he's up a few more assists than he was even in Toronto where he was trying to be a facilitator. He's still taking these mid-range shots. He's even shooting the three ball this time. And alongside him, Lamar, old man LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, he's a, he's falling off a bit. What really helps them is their guard play. With DeJounte Murray playing at almost all-star level, Keldon Johnson at power forward, just dominating the glass in some games. And also Lonnie Walker coming off the bench with a scoring punch. They have a very solid lineup, and this is all without Derek White in the lineup. Yep, um, that I can agree on. Like uh, You also have better in Patty Mills and Rudy Gay stepping up as well. And they, they are... They can be a playoff team this season. I'm just saying I don't rank them as high because of their best players in DeMar DeRozan and I'm going to say Aldridge. They're, they're just up there in age, starting to up there in age. So I, I'm worried for how much they might fall off by the end of the season. Okay, Ryan. Uh, it makes sense from your, your standpoint. I respect six. I respect six. That's, that's, a, that's, that's pretty... That's pretty high faith in them, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a good team, but I understand where you come from. Age could play a part in their game, but I, I'm just hoping on DeRozan still being that guy for, yes, for this sir, year, especially. DeRozan's my guy. He is uh, your guy. He's your favorite player. Yeah. <laughs> seven seed? My seven seed is 0-6 seed, and it's the Phoenix Suns. I think we went over that. Uh, now, I'll just yeah. say a little criticism. Uh, it, it sucks seeing DeAndre A not be involved in the offense. Yes, they're winning, but having the number one, the number one pick... Uh, in the draft with Luka Doncic and Trey Young, it sucks to see him relegated to this almost fourth man role on their offense. He's kind of just being the board grabber, the the pick setter. But they're a good team, and that's really all that matters in the end. Yes, sir. So that's your seventh. Whereas I have my Portland Trailblazers at the seventh seed. Sounds good to me. There, my eighth. All right, all right. CJ McCollum has been falling out this season. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum make up probably the most dangerous uh, backcourt in the West. So I don't know, man. And then they have a good, uh, good three and D guys in Rocco, uh, uh, DJJ, uh, Gary Trent, Ronnie Hood, and yes, the the loss of Houston Nurkic hurts with his wrist injury, but uh, I think. Cantor will try and step up, but uh, because of his lack of defense, I don't have him as high, so I have them at the seventh seed. Yeah, and Portland, uh, coming into the season, I had them a bit higher, but yeah, the, lo- the loss of Narkic hurts them more than a little bit. He- he's their only center on the lineup. Cantor, he can try all he wants. He's only going to be, you know, th- this offensive rebounding center, no defense at all. You know, and, and having no center hurts. It really does hurt. They, they, you see what the Raptors are going through without a good yeah. center. And I feel like the same is going to happen to Portland. You know, yes, they have a dangerous backcourt. But once you limit Lillard uh, or McCollum, you only have Lillard. And then once you limit the other one, you only have McCollum. And if you limit both, you have nobody. You have to depend on – you don't have Nurkic to go to in the post. It's it, it's it's not a good look. You know, the Portland Jays, Trailblazers, yeah, they'll still win games. But without someone like Nurkic manning the paint and being their facilitator as a center, it's not going to be easy for them because they did integrate Nurkic into their offense a lot, give the ball to him, you know, and he he, he passes off to someone for a cut. They're not going to have that center anymore, and I feel like it is really going to hurt them. But I still feel like once he comes back, 
they're going to make a push for the playoffs. Let's just put it out there. Injuries suck. Injuries, they do suck. You know, he was on my fantasy team, and I'll say that, you know, it was tough to see Nurkic, you know, drop, what was it, 18 and 11, and then get injured the, the game after. It does suck. Yeah, suck with that capital S. But, yeah, that's why I have them as my seventh seed. And you, for your seventh or eighth seed? Uh, we talk. We just talked about them. Uh, Portland Trailblazers at number eight, and Phoenix at number seven. So how about your eight seed? My eight seed, I have the Golden State Warriors coming in at eight. This is terrible, Ryan. They are my number nine seed. Am I ever gonna get a chance oh my, to talk oh about my, my seed? <laughs> my bad. I'm so sorry, but I think you can get your chance at ten seed. All right. So how about you talk about the Golden State Warriors? My Golden State Warriors. They're coming in at eight because you have Steph Curry playing at an MVP level. What do you... Do you agree on that? He is. Oh, yeah. Steph Curry with the last... Well, no Clay Thompson this year. It's it's a tough blow for him and the team. But because Steph and Clay mesh so well in the past, it's it's so much different for Steph having to play with Wiggins and Oubre and his, his, um, his brother-in-law, Damian Lee. But... Because I think he has to, he has had to step up his game, and as a result, the Warriors are in the are in playoff picture. Yeah, and it's actually been pretty shocking. So I'll talk about them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Curry playing on MVP level. Yeah, he's the best point guard in the league. He's one of the best players in in the league as a whole. And if he's played good, then that 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 does something for the team. And that's why I have them at number nine. And I can see them at number eight. Yeah, they have Curry, but they also have uh, Draymond Greenback. Who yeah he he's with with players that are, are willing to to play the system Draymond is, is perfect you know you see James Wiseman just catching lobs dunking on on bowl bowl who dunks on bowl bowl only James Wiseman has dunked on bowl bowl and he's been looking really good he's been able to shoot the ball which I'm surprised by Ubre he's still shooting trash now imagine once he picks it up this offense is is going out of this world if they if they have him shooting and yeah Wiggins. Blocking all manners of shots. He's looking amazing as well. So, yeah, the Warriors have been very, very impressive this season. Well, granted, it's, it won't be the same death lineup we've seen the last few seasons. But it's still a deadly lineup. So you don't think Eric Pascal can beat Kevin Durant? Eric Pascal needs, needs, to, needs to reach the Kevin Durant level. Like, <laughs> no one has reached that except for maybe, maybe, this is a big maybe, Brandon Ingram. But... You know, but also, Clay's Clay's injury just hurts them a lot. And it does. I don't have them seeing. I don't. I can see them reaching six even. But I don't. Whoa. Them, six. Yeah. I. I can. I can. But as of right now, they're eight. For me. All right. So, <laughs> before we get to my ten, let's let's see. Let's hear your ninth seed. I I don't think we have to go through it too long. Uh, I have my San Antonio Spurs. The ninth seed. Oh, ninth so seed. my six is your nine. Nice. Yeah. And. The only reason, the only reason is age. Their, their guys are, some of their best guys are pretty old. And it's going to hurt them from there. Because usually you think of some, an all-star player around their, their mid-late 20s. But on the San Antonio Spurs, you usually have, you have guys in their 30s and you have guys in their early 20s. Which, it, it's not that it doesn't work, it's just... If 
one of those 30 guys has to sit out or get injured. There's not too much you can rely on the early 20 guys, right? Because of the lack of experience. I get what you're coming from, but you know what, Ryan? A lot of guys are 30 years old, and they're still playing great. So I feel that the Spurs will still pick it up. I don't think they're going to age all that hard in a, in a few months. You know, I still have yep. them making the, making the playoffs for sure. Yeah, and let's not dismiss that Pop is still coaching, and he is pretty much the godfather. He is the coach. Yeah, it's such a crazy, you know, to see Greg being, he's pretty old, you know. I mean, this is not crazy saying that, but still growing hair. I mean, this is insane. He, I'm losing hair at like 18, and he's out here just growing a mullet. I don't know what's going on with this. All right, let's hear your tent. I've, I've, I've hogged too much of your time. No, no, my, you haven't hogged any time. But for me, I have the New Orleans Pelicans at 10. Any booze? Any no, what? I want them at 10, but I don't see it. You know what? I feel like, you know, you said it. You know, I'll say it again. Star power rules over everything. And that's why... The New Orleans Pelicans, they have Brennan Ingram. You just compared him to Kevin Durant. They have Zion Williamson, you know, one of the most hyped-up prospects uh, in NBA history. And then you have guys like Lonzo Ball being a point guard, and I think he's really good, especially him coming uh, coming and, you know, able to work on his shot. And Eric Bledsoe's on that team, and he's still a really good point guard. Not the best shooter, but he's still a good point guard. Nikhil Alexander-Walker showing some promise off the bench. And yeah, Steven Adams, he's not the greatest center, but he's still a, a decent body down there, able to defend the post, and that's that's it's uh, it's a foundation for our playoff team. And I could I could see them, you know, winning some games, you know, Brandon Ingram getting hot, dropping forty every night, coming into the eighth seed. You know, I could definitely see them. You know, they have a a, a low key star studded lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, they're going to be a playoff team for sure. Maybe next year. But as of right now, I don't have them that high because of the Lonzo Ball injury, which Ooh. hurts them. He's going to be out for quite a while, and who knows what's going to happen during that time, right? True, and you know what injuries with Lonzo Ball, you know. Lonzo Ball, could, he could have, you know, he could scratch his wrist, and he could be out for, for about four months. So, yeah, Lonzo Ball injuries. Uh, it's, it's not, it's a... Putting him in the 10th seed for me isn't, isn't that... It shouldn't be outlandish. Yeah, but it's not, it's not crazy. Like, yeah, I have know, them 11. I have them 11. Yeah, and of course, you know, I don't have them, you know, s- s- you know, stuck at 10. I don't have them being, like, definitely 10. You know, I could see Houston coming and making this comeback. I could see Memphis coming back with JJJ and Ja making this comeback. I could see someone like... You know, Sacramento coming in, Fox, you know, playing like an all-star, you know, coming at number 10. So it's not like I have them, you know, like for sure at 10. It's just that I could see them at 10 right now. Yeah. And uh, my 10th seed, which you just mentioned, I have the Houston Rockets coming in at 10th. And once again, we're going to put this out there. Star power wins this league. You have have Victor Oladipo, All-NBA. You have John Wall. All-Star, first overall pick. You have DeMarcus Cousins, even though he's fallen off a bit, but he's still a veteran and a proven scorer in this league. And you have, to me, one of the most improved players in Christian Wood. The Crucifix. Which, I don't know why Detroit didn't pay him more. But, and then, yeah, I think the Rockets, with that type of firepower coming in, they can, they have a shot, they have a shot at making playoffs yeah and uh 
if they decide to keep Oladipo, then yeah, if if they w- want to be like, hey, let, let's show Harden wh- what they're missing out on, and then they go on on a tear. Yeah, I can see them even making the playoffs. But it really all depends on, on if Oladipo stays in Houston. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. from hearing in the works could be a deal to Miami. Interested? Uh, Miami is showing some interest. So if Oladipo gets moved, there's just no way I could see them making. You know, even the ten seed. You know, John Wall. Yeah, he's good. Christian Wood's good, but there's only so much you can do with that with the other plethora of guys on the team. Yeah, because I guess your next guys you come in are like PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon. Yeah, and, and I can see them getting moved as well. Yep, and it really falls off from there because you got Deshaun Tate and uh, Danny House Jr. Sterling Brown. Like they're they're they playing better than before, but they're not established stars. Yeah, and I'll say Jay Sean Tate, he's been looking pretty impressive. I mean, he's playing almost yeah. every position for them. You know, the the day that everyone was out, including John Wall, Harden, he was playing point guard for them. You exactly, know? which is why I have faith that the Rockets, with with such a with such a bright guy in Tate, they have a chance at making the playoffs at the ten seed. So, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and I think that wraps up our standing. Wow. Wow. It's a lot of teams we talk about. It's about 20 teams. <laughs> I mean, like, Grant, uh, let's let's not dismiss the fact that some of these other teams we didn't mention, like um, the Memphis Grizzlies or the Chicago Bulls. Or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Or, or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, it's not that we don't have faith in them. It's just based off what we're seeing or what we're predicting. We, I think they have to, we think they have a better chance at missing the playoffs than actually getting it. But by no means does that mean they're a bad team. Of course. I mean, it's tough to rank, you know, teams in specific positions. And as of mm-hmm. January 16, you know, all this could change in a matter of, of days, you know. So don't take these as our prediction predictions, you know. Of course, they're going to fluctuate. But this is what we see could see happen in the future right now. Like, who, who knows? Maybe uh, depot goes on the scoring streak with Wall and they end up getting first like that could happen exactly <laughs> you can see anything happen I mean maybe OKC tries to tank and they fail and they, they become they the first again. team <laughs> you know they end up being actually a good team you never know yep uh, so that concludes this week's episode of Floor Generals and uh, next week we will be covering what was it awards uh, let's not let's not try to spoil this to the viewers, but yes, we we're covering awards for next week's episode. Stay tuned, guys. We'll see okay. you next time. Thanks for listening. All right, thanks for listening, guys.